Hey there, four states. This is Luke Taylor with your KNEO Community Connection, and we have Kate Kelly with us on the phone right now. She is with the Alliance of Southwest Missouri, and she's going to be telling us uh, about their facts campaign that's going to be going on this month. But hey, Kate, thanks for taking some time to join us on the phone. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm really excited to kick off this campaign this month and, and just fill everybody in on what this campaign is really all about. Um, I feel like to, to start, I've just got to explain that uh, the Newton County Community Coalition is really the one that is spearheading this campaign. Now, we have four different community coalitions that are kind of housed or umbrellaed underneath the alliance. So the alliance is a nonprofit that's based here in Joplin, Missouri. Um, but the coalitions that we have, they are spread out across Jasper, Newton, and McDonald counties. And so this is a campaign that really kind of crosses all of the borders um, because we're talking about substances in the community and in Newton County in particular, the way that this campaign is structured. Um, we're trying to address a different substance each week throughout the month of October. So we're calling it Just the Facts. And this can- campaign is really designed to address the myths, misconceptions, and truths concerning substances. So this first week of the month is focused on vaping. Uh, the second week will address marijuana myths. The third week is focused on opioids and fentanyl in particular. And then that third week of the month, that is going to um, also talk about alcohol awareness. And then we'll wrap up with um, just some final parent resources for everybody. So we're really excited to get this campaign rolling. Yeah, as a, this is a, a big month for you all. I know it's not every month that you do something like this, but uh, it, it's nice that you're hitting all these different areas and giving them their own focus because these are all, you know, they're they're related, but they're they're different categories of things that people struggle with, or or especially young people mm-hmm. could get uh, mm-hmm. that they could fall into some of these things. You know, the the, the week I so I know we're recording this during Vaping Week, and um, people mm-hmm. might hear this after it after that week's already passed. But you know, so like this week, what 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 are some of the things that you want people, especially young people who are really getting caught up caught up in this vaping? It's kind of a newer thing. What what are some of the dangers that you want people to know about on that? Well, with vaping in particular, we want people to recognize that it's not harmless. Um, you know, I think a lot of times parents have this misconception that, oh, you know, they're just, it's just flavored water vapor. It's nothing. Um, but the truth is that that e-juice that uh, young people are vaping, a lot of times um, it contains a form of aerosol that's produced um, by that vape device. So, um, there are different chemicals that have been linked to lung disease, of course, nicotine and other harmful chemicals. It's addictive, and we're seeing more and more that young people are actually vaping THC. Um, so, you know, we want parents to really just be aware of what's out there. You can't stop what you don't know. And so this campaign is really meant to educate parents and empower them so that they know what to look for, um, different signs um, that their uh, their child might be vaping. Um, and, you know, sadly, there are so many parents that kind of adopt that mentality of thinking, you know, not my kid. Um, my kid wouldn't do that. I don't need to talk to my kid about this because I know that they're a good kid and they wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, everyone's values are different. And so even if you think that your kid is immune to these things, chances are they're going to be interacting with another student, um, who has a very different set of values. 
Um, and they need to be aware of what is out there and they need to be having these conversations with their kids because they need to be prepared to, to interact with other people who are using substances that they know that their parents don't approve of them using. Right, right. And and that's probably also um, a big part of the marijuana week, which is the second week of the campaign. That'll be mm-hmm. October 8th through 14th. Uh, I, I used to be a youth pastor. So many parents I've talked to, they they never thought their kids would ever try marijuana. They just couldn't, couldn't even fathom it. You know, they think, why would they even want to do that? Uh, but parent mm-hmm. after parent I've talked to, this is something that that young kids um, get drawn to. And, and what is it that you want parents to know? What are the what are these myths about marijuana that you want to dispel? Well, you know, I think the the thing with marijuana is that now that it is legal in the state of Missouri, um, the perception of harm surrounding marijuana is very low. But the truth is that marijuana is a substance that people can get addicted to, just like any other kind of substance. Um, and, you know, through that, we really want to talk about education, not condemnation. So that's kind of uh, a term that we've coined for this whole campaign. We're not trying to force ideas on anybody. These are just the facts. Okay. So mm-hmm. throughout, uh, throughout this campaign, we're going to be sharing evidence-based factual resources. And we just want people to approach it with an open mind. I think marijuana is one of those substances that can be maybe more controversial because a lot of people, um, you know, they view it as medicine and people do have medical marijuana cards. And and that's how things got started here in Missouri before it switched over to the just adult use of of marijuana at the recreational level. Mm -hmm. Um, But we want to think about the impact, again, that this has on youth because the coalitions that we have are registered as substance misuse prevention coalitions with the the focus on preventing youth use. So we're not trying to tell adults or parents, um, you know, how to live their lives by any means. I mean, everyone has the, the freedom to make their own choices. But we are encouraging parents to think about how their actions and their words impact their kids. Um, and, you know, I think that's one of those things that kind of goes without saying, but there are an increasing number of parents in our communities that do um, use marijuana and they use it legally, of course, but thinking about what that looks like for their kids. Um, mm-hmm. Are they using those kind of products in front of their children? We talk a lot about um, edibles in particular. Um, those products look like candy. I mean, you can look at some of those products side by side to what, you know, like for gummy worms, for example, you can have sour gummy worms that are actually sour gummy worms. And then you can have the marijuana version of that, um, Mm. that, you know, it's just concerning when you have kids that especially younger ages could be getting into a package of something that they shouldn't be. Um, and the way edibles work, it takes a while for that to break down in your system. So when you take a bite of something, it's not going to make you feel anything right away. Um, and adults will know that, but kids who just think that they're getting into a package of 
sour gummy worms aren't just going to eat half of a gummy worm. You know, they're going to eat the whole package. Um, and that's when we see an increased number of calls to the poison control hotline number. So that's something that we're really going to be advertising uh, next week as well, making sure that parents do have resources because, of course, we want to avoid any kind of accidents like that happening, but we know that they do happen. And um, we are seeing an increased number of calls to poison control because of edible accidents. So, Mm. um, you know, it's something that we're just really trying to put out there so that parents can think about things like uh, safe storage and where they're using these products. Are they using them in front of their kids? Um, And have they had those conversations with their children about establishing boundaries and, and knowing this is what I do, but this is what I expect you to say, like, I want you to say no. Um, and, and it's important to have those conversations with kids. Hmm. Yeah. And you brought up that, you know, marijuana is legal now in Missouri. And so that's not something that we had to deal with. Uh, I, I don't know if that's made your job harder or maybe it's just brought some of these things out into the <laughs> open, you know, but um, you, you mentioned something else earlier about uh, people are vaping with THC. And so from what mm-hmm. I understand, THC, that's that like active ingredient, I guess, in marijuana mm-hmm. um, that allows them to get high. So it, I, I didn't know that about the vaping thing, too, that they were mixing all that together. And I'm, is that even legal? Is that is are they allowed to buy that, that kind of thing at the store or are people making that on their own? Yeah, so people can purchase those THC uh, cartridges, um, especially now. I mean, it is legal for adults. But that is the key. It's legal for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, so the problem and something interesting, um, you know, I've talked with some high school students about their thoughts on this. And, um, you know, for 18-year-olds who, you know, had the ability to vote maybe for the first time, they were able to vote for um, you know, legalizing marijuana at the recreational level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just because they're 18 and able to vote on something like that, I mean, it doesn't mean that they're 21 <laughs> mm-hmm. and able to, to actually, mm-hmm. you know, take advantage of that law. So I think that there is kind of a disconnect for a lot of young people when they're able to, you know, vote and make decisions about products that still they're not technically supposed to be using, but um, there is, again, that perception of harm is low. Um, and, and you know, another thing that I, I try to reason with kids on in schools is, you know, just because um, people see marijuana as a plant, they'll say, well, it's natural because it's a plant. Well, then I like to say, well, is every plant that exists um, healthy or safe. I mean, poison ivy is right. a plant. That doesn't mean that you should ingest it. That doesn't mean that it's good for you. Um, hemlock is a plant. That doesn't mean that it's something you should consume. Like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> there are all kinds of plants out there, um, that are not good for you. And so it's really just about framing the conversation in such a way that you're allowing young people to form an opinion. But you're asking them questions so that they can also really consider these things um, and think about the consequences of their actions. You know, young people, uh, their prefrontal cortexes, their brains, they are not fully developed. And so um, they really need parents or safe adults who are helping them pump the brakes and stop and, and really think about the impacts of their choices. And that's, again, one of the the pillars of this campaign is just educating parents so they feel empowered to educate their kids. 
Well, once again, we're speaking with Kate Kelly. She's with the Alliance of Southwest Missouri, and she's talking to us today about the Just the Facts campaign that they are doing in the month of uh, October. And so they're working with a lot of the local uh, county alliances like the Newton County uh, Community Coalition. I should call it a coalition. There's We have one for McDonald County and Jasper. So they're working with different groups to get this information out there for people. We talked about vaping marijuana. Also, there's some weeks coming up on opioids and the dangers of alcohol. And so I, one thing I noticed is that smoking's not in the list. And and I kind of don't feel like I see young people smoking as much as it, maybe mm-hmm. we, we used to. It, has vaping kind of replaced that? It really has in a lot of ways. Now, I mean, there is data out there that suggests that, um, you know, young people who are vaping um, or using e-cigarettes are also more likely to smoke cigarettes. But, um, you know, there there has been a lot of prevention work that has gone into making sure that people recognize that the cigarettes are not safe, right? I mean, right. Um, you can't purchase a package of cigarettes without a very distinct warning label on there. And there are tight restrictions and rules um, as far as uh, advertising tobacco products. Now, when it comes to vaping, we're seeing a lot of the same sort of early advertising techniques that were used with big tobacco. Mm. Um, so these products, they're colorful. They're designed to appeal to young people, whether those companies want to admit that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that they are, they have to, to bring in more users, right? I mean, um, and, and tobacco companies know that as well. Um, t- using tobacco products shortens your lifespan. So they need Mm -hmm. to bring in new customers. Now, with vaping, um, it really does seem to appeal to to young people or students a lot more. Um, On our website, the Just the Facts website, um, we have several different diagrams that illustrate just how easy it is for young people to conceal their vape devices because they look like a flash drive. They look like a highlighter. They don't look like something that a parent would come across and say, Oh my goodness, like what is this? I need right. to talk to my kid about using drugs. Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> um it's really easy. There there are products that are sold online um that you know, it's just a hoodie, but it it's it's actually got through the drawstrings a, a way for you to vape like mm. on the string. So it looks like the student is just chewing on the string of their, their hoodie, but mm. really they're vaping. Yep. Um, they can just puff right into their hoodie. So there's a lot of clothing that uh, makes it easy for, for kids to conceal uh, vaping. Um, and then, of course, the nice thing, too, is that vapes, they don't have that same nasty smell that cigarettes have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the, the flavors and scents are, are appealing. They smell good. And so it's easier for kids to get away with it. Um, so I think that that's part of the reason that it's uh, drawing more more kids in and, and they're attracted to that more so than cigarettes. Yeah. And I, I'd imagine there's a lot of parents out there who wouldn't recognize one of the, the e-cigarette or vaping devices, you know, if they saw it kind of like you were saying. So um, mm-hmm. this is something uh, that p- parents might might just want to keep tabs on because if they're talking to their kids about uh, smoking and and alcohol and uh, and maybe marijuana, the things that, that they were dealing with when just when they were teenagers, um, mm-hmm. they could be missing out on this vaping thing. And that that is definitely something to keep mm-hmm. an eye on for nowadays. Um, and of course, you mentioned opioids, too. And I don't want to take up too much mm-hmm. more of your time. I know you're busy, but could, could we t- just talk about that real quick here, too, that um, that the, fentanyl is I think you mentioned that. And 
Mm-hmm. That's just exploded into such a bigger problem over the past few years. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely has. It's very concerning to us. Um, you know, the DEA's most recent lab results are, are revealing that about six out of 10 um, prescription pills seized off the streets contain a lethal dose of fentanyl. Um, so that's very concerning. And and so sadly, we have local cases of young people that have taken pills thinking that it's something like a Percocet. Um, and then in reality, you know, it's enough fentanyl to kill like two full grown men and they, and they die just almost instantly. Now there are things, um, like Narcan and Naloxone that are available that can do basically an opioid reversal and bring a person back to life. And those are uh, resources that we can help provide through the alliance. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, even in CPR trainings now, they're talking about this. They're talking about what to do if you come across someone who's unresponsive. Um, and Narcan or Naloxone, um, that's something that they say that really everybody should be carrying. And it's sad that that's the world that we live in now, mm-hmm. but it's just as important honestly, as knowing how to perform CPR, because it, it can save a life. It really can. Hmm. Well, so much for parents to, to stay on top of these days. And that's why here towards the end of the month, you're going to be uh, putting a special focus on getting parent resources out there so parents can be talking with their kids about this stuff. And, uh, you know, as you said earlier, uh, a lot of a lot of people will say, oh, not my kid. My kid would never do these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But but that doesn't happen automatically. The way that you make your kid not be one of those kids who does those things is you need to have these conversations, don't you? That That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of parents just think, well, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. I don't want to bring it up. They're not going to listen anyway. Um, but that's just not the truth. In fact, it's quite the opposite. And the evidence shows that that kids are listening more often than you realize. And kids do care about what their parents think. They have the ability to be the most influential person in their kid's life. Um, and, and that's really something that we want to, again, em- empower parents so that they feel like they're equipped to have those conversations. So we have talking points. We have questions they can ask. Um, we have links to videos demonstrating how those conversations can come about and and never underestimate the power of just being in the car at the same time. That get, that can be a wonderful space to have meaningful conversations with mm-hmm. your child without making it awkward. You know, you're in the car, you're driving somewhere, just talk to them. Absolutely. Um, and and see how they feel about these things. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I hope parents will do that. And so uh, just one last thing to ask is if I hope parents, you know, have been tuning in here till the end, and they, they might be interested in where we can get some of these resources and this information in the Just the Facts campaign. So uh, Kate, mm-hmm. can you tell people where they should go? Yeah, so you can go to our website, that's www.thealliance.org, and under our programs, you'll find the Newton County Coalition and their Just the Facts campaign. You can also go directly to the Newton County Community Coalition's Facebook page, and you'll see plenty of information in our website listed there as well. And one last thing, I just want to uh, let people know that we are going to be having a special event on uh, Saturday, October 28th from 10 to 2. It'll be at Wildcat Corner, um, and that's the participation in the DEA's National Drug Take Back Day. So especially, you know, talking about opioids and fentanyl, 
We want to encourage anyone who has unused prescription medications that they need to dispose of to come to that event. We'll have a, a Neosho police officer staff there, and we'll be able to collect any of those unused medications. Get them off the street, out of your medicine cabinet. Um, just remove that potential for, for use in the home by someone who shouldn't be using it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we always have deterra disposal bags. So those are those pouches that people can add their unused medications to, um, throw in some water, seal the bag, shake it up, and it's safe to throw away. So there's just so many resources and, and education things that we are really pushing with this campaign. So check out our website, check out our Facebook page, or just give us a call, and, and we're happy to help answer questions or provide you with resources. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. So again, that's uh, October 28th, and that's going to be at Wildcat Corner. It's the Drug Tech Back Days. Are there any hours in particular people need to be aware of on that? Yeah, so from 10 to 2. And what's cool is that's like a national day. So there are police departments and communities participating in that across the country. Um, and Neosho has participated with the Newton County Coalition every year for probably well over a decade. So um, people have come to know and expect <laughs> uh, to see us there at Wildcat Corner. Um, it's always that last Saturday of the month in October, and then we'll do it again in the spring, so in April. Um, so, you know, again, it's just one of those public ways for people to easily drive by, drop off those unused medications, um, and Another thing, too, I mean, we have permanent locations um, for drop-off, typically in police departments throughout the county. Um, But this is just an easy way to come and connect with the coalition, drop off those medications, and and talk to us. You know, we'll have coalition members who are staffed there as volunteers, and, and we're passionate about prevention in the community and empowering parents and helping our youth. So definitely mark your calendar, stop by, and come see us from 10 to 2 on Saturday, October 28th. Okay, well, hey, uh, we appreciate Kate Kelly sharing with us today. This has been Luke Taylor with the KNEO Community Connection. Hey, Kate, thanks thanks so much for all that you all are doing at the with the Newton County Community Coalition as well as the Alliance of Southwest Missouri. Thank you so much.